Welcome to Par Talk, the show built for new golfers to find the answers they're looking for. I'm your co-host, Will, and on today's episode, I'm flying solo. As you know, your other co-host, Matt, is off in the UK already. You heard this on last week's Scotland Prep Part 1 episode. Uh, This week, I'm going to be telling you a little bit about my preview of Scotland. Uh, Our trip begins on Saturday, and I'm going to walk you through our agenda where we're going, why we're going there, how we made some of the choices that we did, because obviously you can go a lot of places in Scotland on a golf trip. But you heard last week from Matt about the things that he's excited for, he's anxious about. Um, I thought it was a great little peek into what a beginner might be looking forward to or or nervous about when it comes to a golf trip, especially a golf trip to Scotland. But this week, you know, I'm a I'm the golf addict on the show. This week, I'm going to talk a little bit about what I'm most looking forward to, what I'm nervous about, and I also think as as kind of the resident golf addict, I've I've gone on a few golf trips, some solo, some with others, and some of the planning and logistics and choices that you have to make along the way are could be a little intimidating. And so, I'd love to spend this episode telling you a little bit about how we made some of the choices that we did, um, so that maybe you can replicate when you go on your your big trips, your bucket list trips. So first, let's talk a little bit about where we're going. I'm going to keep it simple, straight, itinerary, uh, the where and the whens, and then we'll get into the whys. So first and foremost, my wife Michelle and I are going to meet Matt in, in, uh, in Scotland. We are going to fly Cincinnati to London. Luckily, there's a direct. Then we'll do a connecting flight up to Glasgow. We'll pick up a rental car there. Driving on the wrong side of the road is going to be one of my nervousness uh, things, by the way. But we're going to pick up our rental car with Matt and drive to Campbelltown on the Kintar Peninsula. Uh, I think it's about a three-hour drive from Glasgow. Based in our Campbelltown Airbnb, we're going to play three golf courses in two days. So on Sunday, we're going to wake up and play Dunaverty Golf Club. This is going to be your, your stress test, 8.30 in the morning or, or 9 in the morning with some jet lag. Then in the afternoon, Matt and I are going to play Macrahanish Dunes. Then we'll uh, the next day on Monday, we're going to wake up and play Macrahanish Golf Club before taking the ferry across to the Isle of Arran, where we're going to check into a little B&B uh, in Brodick on Arran. Uh, we might do a hike. We might play a little golf that afternoon. Depends all on the ferry timing. Um, and then on Tuesday morning, we're going to play Shiskin Golf Club um, and do a distillery tour at the Lag uh, Scotch Distillery on Aaron before one more night in Brodick. And then uh, on Wednesday morning, we'll take the ferry across to Glas- uh, to from Brodick and drive back into Glasgow to meet Stephanie. And we'll explain why she's she's not with us the first few days of the trip. But then we'll drive up to Fort William in the Highlands for a night at the at the Nevis Bank Hotel there. The next morning, on Thursday morning, if the weather cooperates, we're going to hike Ben Nevis, which Matt talked about is one of the things he's most looking forward to. Uh, it's the highest peak in the British Isles. It's an intense, uh, intense but v- very doable hike. And if the weather's cooperative, um, we're going to try to knock that out on Thursday morning before driving up to the Isle of Skye on Thursday afternoon where we're going to stay at uh, kind of the bougiest accommodations of the trip, the, the Bracken Hyde uh, Hotel. It sounds like it's a, it's a new hotel. And then on Friday and Saturday, we're going to be spending 
uh, our days hiking and going out and about and, and on the Isle of Skye. I'm going to try to mix in the Isle of Skye golf club there. Um, it's a little nine-holer that we'll talk a little bit more about later. But that's the itinerary, basically Glasgow, Campbelltown, Dunaverty, Macrahanish, Macrahanish Dunes, Isle of Arran, Shiskin, Lag Distilling, back to Glasgow, up to Fort William, on to Isle of Skye, and then at the end of the trip, Michelle and I will fly home out of Inverness. So that's the rundown. That's a lot of, uh, of just itinerary details, but I think it's helpful for everybody to know, you know where we're going and why we're going there. Um, now for the why. For me, I've always wanted to go to Scotland. This Ever since I've started to play golf, um, this has been a bucket list place for me. Uh, you heard on a previous episode, the, the golf episode, where we talked about the history of, of golf, and, and a lot of it originates in Scotland. And Scotland has a um, an outsized place in that golf history. And so for me, it was always somewhere I wanted to go. And once you get exposed to it as a... Uh, a golf destination, it, it becomes a little bit addicting. But the real reason of like why we're going now is um, because of Matt's wife, Stephanie. She is an author. Um, she's been invited or is, is going to a, a writing workshop in the southwest of Scotland uh, the first few days that we're actually going to be there. So she had an excuse to be in the UK and in Scotland. Uh, and a few months ago, I guess probably like six months ago now, Matt reached out and told me about this amazing opportunity for Stephanie and that they were going to do this. And we started talking about whether or not we should go with, I should go with him. And, and he was beginning his golf journey at that time. And, um, you know, he was aspiring to be, be able to spend, um, this time in Scotland playing golf uh, and, and to have me come along and, and tag along on the trip. And I just couldn't think of a better excuse than that for a reason to go to Scotland, a reason to go explore the place I've always wanted to explore. Um, we've always, Michelle and I have always been well-traveled, but it's always hard to justify just a golf-related trip when Michelle is not quite as much of a golf addict as I am. Um, and so... You know what better excuse than my best friend and his wife are already going to be there um, and be there for a really good reason, which is which is Stephanie's workshop. So I started to talk about it. I brought it to Michelle, and Michelle goes was so like flabbergasted and disappointed not not disappointed, but she was like, "I can't believe this." I I was already planning to tell you like we should take a trip to Scotland for your birthday, like as a birthday gift um, that you should just pull the bandaid off and go for it because I've been really wanting to do it. It started to look like this thing that may never happen or if it was going to happen, it was going to happen so far away. And I was, I was really envious of people who were able to go. And, and so she wanted to do that for me, which was an amazing, uh, amazing support. And um, I think she got her st- thunder stolen a little bit uh, from Matt and his, uh, his encouragement and his idea of going. But the minute, um, it became a possibility for the four of us. Michelle was all in too. Now, the planning process. If anybody's traveled with family, friends, couples, you know that every little bit of planning process is a story of compromise. There are no perfect trips for everybody involved. Um, 
that's not to say I'm not excited or anybody else is not excited about this trip. Everybody is thrilled about the itinerary as it's come together. But of course, if any of us were left completely to our own devices, we would perhaps choose a different trip. So the way that I, I'm, I'm a bit of a planner. Um, Michelle makes fun of me because I used to be uh, at one point in my career, a scheduler for a member of Congress. So I have a little bit of the um, scheduling bone in my body in terms of the knack for those kinds of details, the what, the when, the where, and the logistics of making it all happen. Um, so the way that I, I went into scheduler mode was to essentially um, start planning this out by asking everybody like what, you know, especially Matt and Steph, because, you know, Michelle and I like a lot of the same things, but we want to make sure that we're not just railroading and doing everything that we want and asking kind of what are the non-negotiables? Um, so, you know, for, for instance, one of my non-negotiables, of course, was playing golf. Now, I wasn't in a position necessarily to say exactly where I wanted to play golf and what non-negotiable, you know, I wasn't saying my non-negotiable is St. Andrews, right? Like that wasn't necessarily fair, especially considering that her writing workshop was taking place in the southwest of Scotland. Um, one of Matt's non-negotiables was uh, scotch and um, that made a lot of sense to me. He wanted to have some kind of scotch experience, some sort of, you know, and that can be anything from the pubs to distilleries um, and anything in between. Uh, one of Stephanie's non-negotiables was Isle of Skye. Uh, Isle of Skye is, uh, uh, you know, I can't wait to get there. It's apparently one of the most beautiful places in the world with amazing mountains, views, hikes, uh, and culture. And so I think for her, that was the destination that she could not miss. Um, and then you start talking about the things that are non-negotiable adjacent. So for example, you know, Ben Nevis is pretty much was a kind of a non-negotiable for Matt. Like how do we build in this, this stop to play or to hike this, this mountain? Um, which made perfect sense actually in some ways, because in, if you look at the map or you go to our, our Instagram, I'm going to put out a, an itinerary tracker of where we're going, um, Ben Nevis is actually on the way up to Isle of Skye. So it was an, an interesting place for us to stop off. Um, a couple of the kind of, you know, semi non-negotiables for me, one of them was, you know, I want, if I'm going to go and play golf, I want it to be, you know, one of the great destinations that are on my bucket list, right? Not, I don't want to end up in some place where I don't know the golf or I'm not excited about the golf. And then of, of course, as I started to do some research, it became very difficult to find a place in Scotland where you didn't get excited about the golf. Um, another sort of negotiating place was uh, going out to one of the islands. So Matt had put out Isla, one of the um, western islands off the coast of Scotland, where a ma all the major, many of the major distilleries, like the internationally renowned uh, Scotch distilleries, are located. And um, he wanted to go out there. And so when we started to look at the, the itineraries and booking. Um, we started to, to sort of examine what made the most sense. And so we'll get into that discussion just a little bit later. But because this is a golf podcast, and I think we're almost, you know, 10 or 11 minutes in, we have to talk about how we picked the golf. So as I said at the beginning, we're going to be playing Dunaverty Golf Club, Macrahanish Dunes, Macrahanish Golf Club, Shiskin on the Isle of Arran, 
and ideally Isle of Skye Golf Club. Those are the courses we're planning to hit on this trip. Um, it was a really challenging uh, routing to try to figure out where we can be, when we can be there, and what golf can be played while we were in those parts of the country. But my number one requirement was, of course, Lynx Golf is a requirement. And we've talked a little bit about Lynx Golf on this show, um, but it's sort of this mystical thing that everybody, especially American golfers who have consumed a lot of uh, media or the Open Champion, watch the Open Championship, they, they know about Lynx Golf and they want to experience it. And I think there's no better person to talk about Lynx Golf in some senses than Tom Coyne, who's an author that I admire and who... Who many, I think almost all, if not all, of his books I've read. Um, and I'll read a quote from him from the New York Times back in 2015 uh, when he was writing about uh, the Open Championship and he was writing not long after his book, A Course Called Scotland, which informed a lot of this trip, uh, had just come out. So he was a quote from Tom about Lynx Golf. Every Lynx is a golf course, but not every golf course is a Lynx. We throw the term around as a synonym for anything resembling a golf course. The expression links derives from the old English word meaning hill or ridge. It came to describe the ranging dune land with which the British Isles are uniquely blessed. Unusable for farmers, Lynx land was left to the herdsmen and the hunters and to the first golfers in Scotland who found a landscape ideally suited to their game. And so for me, Tom sums it up as ideally suited for their game. I've only played one, maybe two, depending on who you ask, legitimate Lynx courses, um, because in the United States, we are lacking real Lynx. And so the first that I ever played was on a trip back in, I think, 2021 to Bandon Dunes uh, in Oregon on the west coast of the USA. Um, it was a course I had dreamed about playing since I learned about what Lynx golf was it, and also of, of sort of destination American golf, and it lived up to the hype. Uh, the other I've played is called um, Highland Lynx on Cape Cod, which is um, a rare East Coast Lynx, a little nine-holer that, gosh, really needs some love, but is a wonderful place to play golf and a, a place that, if the conditions were improved, would be, I think, a destination in its own right. But all that to say, I've never played Lynx golf where Lynx golf originated uh, in Scotland on the lands that the sandy soil that links the the land to the sea. And um, it was a must have and a requirement and not very difficult, of course, to find in Scotland, um, uh, you know, a country with a lot of coastland and a, and a plethora of Lynx golf. So when it came time to try to hone in, much of my personal bucket list of golf is informed by things like the Open Championship Rota, uh, the courses that they play for the Open Championship, the British Open, uh, as many people know it, as well as a lot of different books and YouTube videos, things from you know, the authors like Tom Coyne and Michael Bamberger and Jim Hartzell, as well as No Laying Up. We've referenced these guys uh, a bunch of times on the show. They all have have contributed to you know, my, uh, aspirational travel. Um, and so, you know, you look at the, some of the top places like St. Andrews and Royal Dornick, or some of the places more off the beaten path, like Askernish, Borough, Cullen, these, um, places that, you know, probably were 
at one point undiscovered, although many of them have been discovered through through all this media nowadays, but all places that I desperately wanted to go and have always wanted to go. Um, but unfortunately, we're not really logical in this current trip because of where we um, where Stephanie is going to be located for her writing workshop in um, in the southwest of, of Scotland, sort of southwest of, of Glasgow. We kind of needed to be in a place where we weren't too far away, where we could meet back up with her and then continue the trip as the four of us. And so, you know, I laid out a map. And when you look at a map and you say, okay, where's Port Patrick? That's where she'll be. Where's Glasgow? Where can we be that's in kind of a, a circle around that, that that wouldn't take us too far away and would allow us to kind of swing back through that area? And you don't have to look too far to see places like, you know, Prestwick and Troon, um, as well as, you know, the Kinter Peninsula, Isle of Arran, Isla, and then up into the Highlands, and then uh, and then obviously Isle of Skye, which is another one of the non-negotiables. So it gave us a West Coast orientation. Um, and when you think about that, you think about the, the considerations of you, you can't go everywhere, right? So West Coast orientation meant hey, it probably doesn't make sense to break off and go to St. Andrews or East Lothian where places uh, like North Berwick are and others, where which are destinations in their own right and frankly places where you could spend an entire week just by yourself. Um, so this trip wasn't built for that kind of extension into those, those uh, parts of Scotland. And um, at first I really struggled with that because I was saying, gosh, I'm going to Scotland and I'm not going to be able to play St. Andrews or even try to play St. Andrews. Oh yeah. That was my initial thought, uh, honestly. And after thinking about it for a while, you know, I kind of came to the conclusion, Hey, this is not going to be my only trip to Scotland. I am going to come back and I have to come back because there's so many places I want to discover and want to experience for myself. So I said, okay, consideration number one checked off. I can't go everywhere. We've got a West Coast orientation on this trip. What's the great golf on the West Coast? That's sort of the next question. Okay, you look at like Prestwick, for example, where um, the first golf course at the Open Championship was played at. And um, amazing history, wonderful links. And um, unfortunately, though, you know, not necessarily a place that I would want to bring full-blown beginners right so that was another consideration michelle is a relative beginner playing seriously for the first time this year matt is of course just getting started in his uh, experience with golf and i wanted to bring them places where they would feel comfortable and where they would have a really good time and it would be fun for all of us um and so as i started to do that i started to think about uh you know michael bamberger's book and tom coin's book in particular and in Tom's book, um, I'm going to read another quote to you from, from Mr. Coyne, uh, a quote that I think is setting up for why we're so excited about this West Coast orientation. It's from when he's driving through the highlands and uh, around Sky and then south. It was four days of little golf and much driving on my way down from Scotland's summit through the Isles of Skye and Mull to the southern tip of Kintyre. I hope it's Kintyre, Kintyre. Um, but no stretch of the country was burned more deeply into memory than those uh, 90 hours headed south. The landscape was not just scenic, it was preposterous. 
I climbed granite peaks in my station wagon, scooted along cliffside roads like a timid pack mule, rolled down hillsides, parachuted my car into soft green glens, and then snaked my way around locks whose uh, still surfaces were mirrored beneath cloudless skies. I dodged sheep on one-lane roads and scarcely saw a home or another human being. You know, when you think, when I thought back to that uh, passage in his book, of course, called Scotland, it made me really excited about being on the West Coast. And then I thought about uh, Michael Bamberger's book, which was written in the 90s and um, talks a lot about golf courses that had never been seen or discovered. And one of them, uh, or at least not, you know, widely known, especially to American tourists, one of them was Macrahanish. So as I started to build this trip and I looked at, you know, the courses that Tom put in the back of his of, of top courses to play or most fun courses to play, places to change your itinerary to play, and then thought about To the Lynx Land by Michael Bamberger and his highlighting of, of Macrahanish Golf Club, I knew that that had to become a central piece of our West Coast orient, oriented trip. So Macrahanish Golf Club is a links course on the west coast of the Kintyre Peninsula, looking out at the Isle of Isla, where all those Scotch distilleries were, are. And it is uh, founded in 1876. It was turned into an 18-hole course by uh, the famed golf course architect, old Tom Morris, in 1879. And it's a par 70 that plays 6,226 yards. And it's going to be... Um, the third course that we play on the trip, but the one that I'm most looking forward to. It has since been highlighted in uh, a no laying up video that I have sent to Matt. He saw it um, and was in awe of the landscape. Um, and I truly cannot wait to, to go because of how, um, you know, how hyped up it is in my head and how much of a true links that I, I think it's going to be and what it looks like um, in the way that it's, described in in the, those books as well as in in that video and then coincidentally i started reading jim hartzell's book when revelation comes uh just a few weeks ago right as the no laying up team was was making these new videos about the this area of scotland and the way that he jim talks about macrahanish um and his affinity for it for all these years made it uh, a clear place for us, uh, a destination for us. Right next door is another world-class golf uh, links uh, golf course called Macrahanish Dunes. And so um, having two of these sitting right next to each other made it even easier to try to make it a centerpiece for our trip. Uh, so Macrahanish Dunes was was made, uh, built in, in 2009 on a uh, site of science, uh, special scientific interest, uh, which is a uh, the first. It's the first golf course ever built on uh, a site like that, where they have to take uh, special precautions to protect the environment and make sure that the golf course does not uh, leave the land worse than it was found. And it's a, a, a rarely built modern era links. I think uh, I had read that it was the first links course built on the west coast of Scotland in a hundred years. So. It was uh, designed by David McClay Kidd, who is a, a Scotsman who uh, had designed Bandon Dunes, the American Lynx course in Oregon that I've uh, I mentioned earlier that 
is the uh, pinnacle of American uh, Lynx golf. And so to have these two golf courses sitting next to each other is an amazing thing. And, uh, you know, it will be just a wonderful uh, place for us to explore. Um, now, while we were there, I started to look around. You know, you get on Google Maps, you sort of poke around at what else is in the area that you could add because uh, we had room for, for a third round of golf uh, in the itinerary during this part of the trip. And uh, that's when I stumbled across Dunaverty Golf Club. And it looked like, you know, based on the website and the internet, it looked kind of low-key. Uh, it looked affor- it is affordable. It's, it looked friendly, frankly. Uh, it's 18-hole golf course, par 66, and it's just under 4,800 yards, 4,799. And um, we added it to our list as the, the first place to play uh, because I, I wanted to have a place where I could take, uh, you know, frankly, my first swings in Scotland without worrying about being – uh, perfect. Uh, and obviously taking Matt and Stephanie's, uh, Matt and Michelle somewhere where they would feel most comfortable for their first swings in Scotland, uh, as, as beginners. And Dunaverty just rose to the top of that list. Uh, there are a few other places in the area. Um, you know, Caradale, uh, jumps to mind, but you know, Dunaverty felt like the perfect fit. And then once I started to read Jim Hartzell's book, I was totally in awe of his descriptions of it, of, the quirkiness, the blind shots, the you know banks that you play shots off of, the um, the unique nature of the golf course and his descriptions, and then also of the community there and the people who run it and the people who play it, uh, it became clear that this had to be uh, on our list. So Dunaverty rose to the to the top as the the first place that we'll play. Totally jet lagged on uh, on Sunday morning. So that's three golf courses in, in one specific area. We knew, um, you know, after we, we needed to be back in Glasgow on Wednesday to pick up Stephanie. So where did we go next? And we looked at uh, Matt wanted to go to Isla. Um, Michelle, when she started to do research around the area, she learned about the Isle of Arran, which is uh, an island to the east of Campbelltown, where we'll be staying while we play Macrohenish and, and Dunaverty in those places. And uh, she learned that Aaron is this sort of destination um, for foodies, for hikers, for um, and for golf. And, and she started to sort of raise that up her list of not quite uh, non-negotiables, but uh, in that realm. And when we started to look at the logistics of it, so... Um, in this part of Scotland, it's all, of course, these are islands. So you're talking about ferries and you're talking about, um, you know, time spent on the water, which of course I would love to do, but, but I really wanted to try to make it as efficient as possible. And so when we looked at how do we kind of make this a loop, Isla started to look kind of difficult for us. So Isla is uh, about a two hour, you know, depending on the seas, a two hour ferry ride to the west of uh, the Kintar Peninsula, and that to the west, meaning the, uh, the opposite way of Glasgow, where we needed to meet Stephanie on Wednesday afternoon. And so versus Aaron, which is about a 30-minute ferry ride, um, depending on the place that you leave out of, uh, from the Kintar Peninsula in the, in the direction of Glasgow. So it was basically like 30-minute ferry ride to the island, and then about an hour ferry 
to get from the island to the uh, the outskirts, almost the outskirts of Glasgow, but to be basically once you get off the ferry to be you know less than an hour from Glasgow, um, all kind of on the way was the way we thought of it, and so you know Matt being a good soul and a good trooper um, saw the logistics of it and of course said oh we should totally do that that's way too easy to to justify um, not you know going out to Isla so. Uh, that visit to those scotch distilleries and that that good peaty scotch, um, we'll just have to wait till our next trip. And we're going to head to Isle of Arran after uh, we finish playing Macrahanish Golf Club on Monday morning. So we'll take the ferry from, uh, oh gosh, I'm going to mispronounce it, I'm sure, but Clowneg to La Cranza and uh, head over to Arran we'll, where we'll play the... Uh, Shiskin Golf Club. So uh, I think I mispronounced it on the last episode. Mea culpa, my bad. Wish uh, wish I hadn't done that. But uh, Shiskin is a 12-hole golf course, which is unique. I've never played a 12-holer before. I've played a lot of 9-holers. Um, it's a par 42 that plays just under 3,000 yards, which is um, – it was founded in 1896, so it's been around for a very long time. Um it was featured in another No Laying Up video, so if you're interested in seeing what it looks like, go there. Um, but it is, and it looks like an amazingly fun place to play golf. The kind of place where anybody can play, and you're going to have a great time with quirky shots, you know, amazing dunescapes, and great views uh, of the ocean. And so, um, I can't wait to play Shiskin. I think that is the perfect kind of place for us after we've played, you know three rounds already and a couple of pretty serious golf courses to have a um a fun round at a place like a 12 holer uh is is perfect and then it'll lead into our afternoon distillery tour and tasting at lag distillery so um that sounds like a, a totally perfect day and then we'll of course head back to glasgow pick up stephanie head up to fort william and hike ben nevis but i'm hoping to sneak in one more nine hole round in our in our travels um, on Isle of Skye because Isle of Skye is supposed to be incredibly beautiful and there's a nine holer there called Isle of Skye Golf Club that was founded much more recently than a lot of these places in the 1960s but is um, it's said to, that you're basically either playing to the ocean uh, in your distance or to mountains in the distance which depending on which direction you're going and uh, that you have a view from every every shot. Um, and that's the kind of place that I love. I love hiking with a view. I love playing golf with a view. And um, my hope is that we'll be able to get out to Isle of Skye during our uh, Friday, Saturday up there. And, and I'll get to experience that firsthand and share it with you all on, on Instagram. But when it comes down to the three things that I'm most looking forward to, you know, first and foremost – this is a bucket list trip to play real Lynx golf in the part of the world where golf was created. And uh, to see these beautiful golf courses is the thing that I'm most looking forward to. I have looked forward to playing golf in Scotland for so, so long. And I, I just, I can't wait. Um, it's going to be an absolute blast. Um, Scottish pubs, genuine Scottish interactions, Scottish accents, all of it's, you know, the, the full Scottish experience, I think, is number two on my list of things that I'm most looking forward to. I um, have never been to Scotland. I've been to England twice now, but 
the Scottish culture seems fascinating and fun and welcoming. And I think being on the west coast of Scotland, we're going to be in some places that are a little bit less tourist dominated. And we're going to be there the first week of October, which is not necessarily the peak of tourist season. So I can't wait to just have those interactions and see those people. Um, and then finally, my third thing that I'm most looking forward to is just traveling with my friends. It's, you know, it's always fun to travel with people that you care about and that you like. And um, I think being able to see how Matt and Michelle experience these golf courses for the first time and together, you know, will be amazing. Um, the meals, the drinks, the, you know, time in the pub, the time in the car, all of that is just, that's going to be a ton of fun. So I can't wait. I hope, uh, I hope you all are looking forward to following along. My, my goal is to post a lot of content on Instagram. So follow us at Partalk podcast because I are Partalk pod. Um, I think it'll be, you know, hard not to post all kinds of beautiful pictures of golf courses of, um, swing videos. I know people uh, love to make fun of golf swings on the internet. So probably post some of those play a hole with me, that kind of thing. Uh, would be it would be a lot of fun uh, for hopefully you all to live vicariously and be inspired to uh, take your own trip someday so please follow along send in any questions thoughts um, advice uh, for travels if you've done these kind of trips before so that we can you know make the most of it thanks for listening to me for 30 plus minutes of a monologue this is a I did it all in one take, no cuts. Um, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it wasn't weird to, listening to one guy talk to to nobody for, for half an hour. But um, thank you if you did. I think, um, you know, this has been a lot of fun to make this show and to share our little golf experiences with you. And um, I can't wait to have this experience in Scotland. And hopefully this is the kind of thing that, that you're into as well. So Thanks again for listening. When in doubt, just play fast. Follow along on the Partalk Pod Instagram and let us know. Uh, let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. Bye.